Hello and welcome to A Day Of, a podcast about Biffy Clyro. My name is Simon Dowling. Where to begin with this double album? A double album. A double album. Opposites. It was recorded at the village in LA, somewhere unlike home, as Ben put it, and they reunited with Garth. It was originally conceived as a pair of albums that ultimately became a double album. 45 tracks were whittled down to 20 in the same room where Slipknot made Iowa. The team behind the album is much the same as Only Revolutions, although we formally get Mike Venart recording for Biffy Clyro, and then there are some extra vocals from Ben Bridwell of Band of Horses. I once saw Ben Bridwell from Bands of Horses uh, at Niagara Falls getting some press shots taken. It isn't like I regularly hang out at Niagara Falls. I'm currently one for one in going to Niagara Falls and seeing Ben Bridwell. So, yeah. Um, Of course, we get Eric Riggler on bagpipes. Eric has worked on so many incredible film soundtracks. Davy Campbell was back with the orchestra uh, and also worked with the Gospel Choir and the Mariachi Band. Yes, a mariachi band. This is a double album, remember? You've got to go out there. Like, James described all of the extra instruments on the album as toys, and not just because there's a kazoo on the record, which is normally seen as a toy. There is a list of extras that include bagpipes, kazoos, the mariachi band, tap dancing, a church organ, tubular bells, and the sound of the band's beards being scratched. Opposites was born of a difficult year for the band. Ben was struggling with alcohol, which led to isolation for all of the band members and it's very much reflected in the album. Disc 1, The Sand at the Core of Our Bones, contains darker material about difficulties and problems and contains darker songs. And then disc 2, The Land at the Edge of Our Toes, is more hopeful and about going into the future positively but it's, you know, still tinged with a bit of darkness. Ben, the day before recording, had a drunken accident and turned up to their Santa Monica house with his head covered in blood, which made the band face the issues and put their careers on the line and pause and regroup and just get in control and get the record done. But it wasn't just Ben's drinking, there was relentless touring, being away from families and being only with each other as well that'll put pressures on any relationship. Sadly, this is the last album released with artwork by the legend Storm Thorgerson, who died months after the album's release. And I don't mean the last Biffy album, I mean the last album ever. The cover contains an image meant to depict the oldest tree in the world, representing how deep-rooted the band are with each other. Regarding the double album thing, Simon Neal said on Zane Lowe's BBC show that they wanted to make the first double album that you could enjoyably listen to from start to finish. We'll see if they achieved it, I guess, but as Simon says on the making of DVD, if only one person in the world connected with what they'd released, they'd be happy. And can I be that one person? Well, stay tuned. Another a personal aside, not related to Niagara Falls, when this album came out, it was um, when I first started to get into running. Well, I tried to get into running. I still run from time to time, but it's with a kind of masochistic endeavour. Yeah, I used to run to this record, so the opening really fills me with this mad energy, like muscle memory makes me want to set off down the path. I've started running a bit more this year, as I guess a lot of people have, due to, you know, coronavirus, and it gives you a free adrenaline kick that you'd normally get from seeing people. Uh, But also, you know, I stopped drinking, so gotta fill my time somehow. I'm expecting opposites to maybe affect me a little bit more 
because of that, but who knows? Oh, and I, I did fail to mention, it got to number one. Their first number one album. They did it. The lads, they did it. If I was to go back to the start and count the number of times in his career that Simon has said baby, I'd be gone a while. If someone fancies doing it or has already done it, then please let me know. Picking the opener for a double album must be a daunting task because you've got to pick two. Is is one better than the other? No, not really. It's just you've got to do it twice. I mean, in this case, there could be no other side one track one than different people. Different People opens with an everlasting droning church organ that was recorded in Pasadena and then a strum on a rich, lush sounding guitar. Just Simon, the organ and his guitar, occasionally picking around before he's joined by little synth hits as he arpeggiates towards the drop. I'd never noticed this before, but obviously I listen a bit more intently for this podcast, but around the 1 minute and 55 mark, the organ hits a bit of a bum note. Yeah, The drop happens subtly in the left channel at first, the frantic riff getting one little airing before the sound fills out with the bass and the drums. The drums are fast, like amen breaking almost, and when the riff finishes the guitar lingers with sustain as the vocals join in. The drums maintain that frenetic place, the bass is hammering away, the riffing returns with a second guitar playing power chords along in the pre-chorus, the riff then jumping up an octave before the chorus itself. The chorus is just one of those classic huge power chordy riffs, but as we get to the end of the phrase this, a second riff plays, a little riff airily in the background. The scintillating and inspirational moment is so good. You know the Biffy lads have an incredible knack for harmonising, but you don't expect them in the form of these like rock and roll pauses. This choral thing brings shivers down my spine, like a little snapshot of crasp within the song itself. The second verse is the same as the first, although the guitar plays the guitar from the drop rather than staying absent, and it does the same little octave jump. The chorus comes back and at this stage I do not need to tell you that it duplicates. The end of the second chorus and thus the song is just a big held note that is flexed a little bit and then a drum roll finishes it. Now I'm blessed with a bit of research that I'm, I've not had for the other albums as far as I'm aware and that is a track by track interview. Simon's often reluctant to talk about what songs are unless they're explicit like folding stars or the upcoming victory over the sun and when pressed on his weird lyrics he doesn't like to express it too much so that he doesn't take away some of essentially what i'm doing like my personal opinion on what i take away from the songs and i think they mean so yes i've got a track by track but i won't necessarily be using it as gospel um, I mean, the interview's out there, and you can go and listen to it. I'll, I'll try and remember to put it in the show notes. But, you know, I, I may use it a little bit as validation, but essentially I won't just be like, oh, well, Simon says this song's about this. I will still tell you what, what I think. Anyway, I don't know what this song is about. <laughs> but, yeah, not really. My take on this song is as the opening of the negative and self-reflective part of the album that it's about drifting apart and that cliched song, song subjective of growing up, but growing up rendering you a little bit lost. 
particularly that feeling of being lost that comes up in the it comes up in the duality of the lyrics i am going home forever and evermore is immediately followed by there's no such thing as home that desire to return to a comfortable state in the form of home but finding it isn't there anymore and no i was never born to me reads about like the, the person you are now isn't the person you were as a baby or even a younger person this is a different person there's also a little bit of a reflection on the fact that this album covers them drifting apart from ben the one more person breaking the rules again certainly feels a little bit like it could be about that situation but it, it isn't all negative the pre-chorus rings of strength and unity you know stand where others stand we're alive tonight land where others land we're alive tonight different people is an astounding song it's an, an absolute opener of an opener you could open a can with it it is so sharp and well constructed when they play it live it works so well as the song of two halves as you get so worked up knowing what is following the lingering long mellow bit of the opening it's a kick to the gut a drop of a curtain and some harmonies and you know a banger thank you for listening to a day of my name's simon dowling you can follow on Twitter at a day off podcast and you can email a day off podcast at gmail.com and please leave reviews on iTunes or wherever if you fancy it. You can also send in voice notes at anchor.fm slash a day of and you can also find links there to the podcast on all the different platforms. Again, thank you for listening.